Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. I'm not here to give you my opinion, but the word. I'm not, I'm not here to give you advice, my advice. I'm here to give you the word. The word gives you advice. The word gives you direction. The word gives you clarity. God's word is all we need. Can somebody say amen? Praise the Lord. I'm going to continue in the series that we're in, this new series called The Anointing. The Anointing. Amen. Last week we learned that about our rear view mirror, amen, and we, that, that we can look from that rear view mirror and learn from our past mistakes, amen, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit helps us. Somebody say, help me. Come on, helps us with understanding, amen. I believe that God wants to release a new anointing in this place, amen, a new anointing in your life, amen. Let me tell you, the definition of new is this, it's un familiar. The Holy Spirit wants to take you to new places, listen, that you have never been before. I'm talking about the unfamiliar. See, what, what the problem with this today, with the church today, is that we're so stuck in the familiar. We're so stuck in the routine. We're so stuck in this and that and this and that. No, God wants to take us into a new place, unfamiliar territory of un, a, a new power that we haven't even tapped into. Amen. A, a new relationship that we haven't even tapped into. A, a new love, a deeper love that you have never experienced. How many want some new love? Come on. I know the old love's okay, but sometimes new love, fresh love. Is something that's exciting. Come on now. Uh, uh, am I talking to anybody out there? Come on. Someone say, Holy Spirit, take me to places that I've never been before. Come on. Come on. We got. We got. We got to be. Uh, we got to just take some journeys with the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm talking about a fresh. Anointing, amen. How many want a fresh anointing in this house? While the Holy Spirit, listen, is the one who anoints. Come on. All you got to do, say all I got to do, is ask him. Anoint me. Come on, say that with me. Close your eyes and really mean it. Don't just, don't let it be a chant. Let it be something personal in you. Say, Holy Spirit, anoint me. Come on. Anoint me. Let the Holy Spirit power fall upon you. Let the power of the Holy Spirit fall on me. Anoint me. God, I, I, wanna, I want your anointing. I want to go deeper. I want to I deepen my relationship with you. I, I need your anointing. Amen. Let's go deeper. Let's get rooted, church. Amen. But first, we got to understand, if we want the anointing of God in our lives, we got to understand what the anointing is. Amen? Come on, the origin of anointing was from the practice of shepherds. If I teach you a little history here. See, lice and other insects will also get, often get into the wool of the sheep. And, and, if they, and what it, when they did is if it got near the, the sheep's head, it can eventually work their way into their ears, which will frustrate them. And eventually, listen, would kill them. I don't know if you ever seen sheep on the field and they just go like this. You ever seen that? Amen. And there's flies around them and things are going, they're just like this. It's because of the incense. It's trying to get into their, their ear. Amen. And, and so the, the ancient shepherds would pour oil over the sheep, the sheep's head, which would make their wool slippery. So making it possible for incense that got near the ear to slide off. Amen. So from, from this, come on, I want you to follow me. Tell your neighbor, don't get lost. Come on, don't, don't get lost. Amen. Tell your other neighbor, put the seatbelt on. 
You ain't going nowhere right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Just stay in the car. Just continue to drive down this road. Amen. Hallelujah. The anointing, listen church, became symbolic of blessing, protection, and empowerment. Come on, somebody say blessing, Blessing. protection, Protection. empowerment. Empowerment. Come on. Now, who is our shepherd? Come on, say it again. Jesus. Jesus, amen. And who are we compared to? Sheep, hallelujah. And I can go into more stories about sheep, but you know what sheep are. (laughs) They're dumb. (laughs) So what does that make us? (laughs) Without Jesus, we're pretty. Are we still following? You still following me? Come on, tell, tell, tell. We're going somewhere. Tell your neighbor, we're going somewhere. We're not going to leave you dumb. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going forward, amen, hallelujah. Now, how many know, listen church, how many know that there are some ticks out there in the world? There is an enemy that's out there that likes to bug us. Come on, somebody. Come on, he likes to get inside our heads. Listen, church, when we start listening to him, hello, when he starts to get into our ears, we can allow him to kill our dreams, kill our desires in the kingdom of God, and eventually, listen, he will take you out. That's why some Christians walk in the church today like this. They're frustrated in their life. They're, they're frustrated because the enemy's talking and speaking inside their ear, trying to work their way inside it. And you're just like, man, you're walking in. And so if you see a brother and sister going like that, amen, they're, they're frustrated. I believe today that God wants us to give us a f- new, fresh anointing. Come on, somebody. Come on, an anointing that, listen, will bless you, will protect you, and empower you, church, and take you to new places that you have never been in your life with the Holy Spirit. Man, sometimes we reach a a plateau in our life thinking, this is it. Oh, no, there's so much more. Come on, because once you settle for the familiar church, that's where you start to die. Come on, God wants to take us to the unfamiliar. The Holy Spirit wants to take you to the unfamiliar, to to some new places in your life, some excitement, some empowerment, some blessings. See, the New Testament Greek word for anoint means this, or there are these two words. They are chiro, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, amen. Chiro and and, and a, a, a a leg full. Is that right? Alefo. 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 Say it with me. Alefo. All right. That sounds right. Hallelujah. Come on. These two Greek words, amen. Chiro means to smear or to rub with oil. Alefo means to anoint. In biblical times, people were anointed with oil to signify, listen, God's blessing or God's call on a person's life. Another meaning for the word anoint is chosen one. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was anointed by God, by the Holy Spirit, anointed him to spread the good news and to free those who have been held captive in their sins. Luke chapter 4, 18 says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives be released, and that the blind will see, and the oppressed be set free. See, after Christ ascended from earth, amen, he left us a gift. That gift is the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody say, Holy Spirit, come. Now, all Christians, true Christians, we got any true Christians in the house? Come on, do we have any true Christians in the house? Amen. Uh, True Christians, listen, are anointed. We are chosen, listen. Somebody say, I'm chosen. We are chosen with a specific purpose to further the kingdom of God. We have been entrusted with a specific duty, and we are anointed by the Holy Spirit, to carry it out. 
Come on, we're not here to build our empire. We're not here to build a name. We're here to spread the good news, amen. That is all it is. You are chosen to share, to share, hallelujah, to share the good news, hallelujah, to the poor, to those that are held captive, to those that are blind out in the world, amen, to set at liberty of those who are oppressed, amen. We have the word. You have been chosen, amen, for a specific call. You think that you just came here for God just to to save you, no, 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 it's to spread the good news. We guard this good deposit that has been entrusted to us, and we do it with the help of the Holy Spirit through, listen, the anointing. First John 2, verse 20 says this, but you say I, you have been anointed from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. Somebody say, in me. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, that the anointing is real and it is not counterfeit. Just as it taught you, remain in him. The anointing that teaches us is the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit that comes upon a person. Come on now. It's a supernatural ability of God that comes upon a person. Listen, that enables them to do things, things that they're not capable of doing in their own strength. We need the Holy Spirit. Come on, we can't just wing it. Come on, we cannot just fake it to make it. Come on, when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, it empowers us. Things that you say, I can never do that. I'll never preach like that. I'll never play a guitar like that. I'll never sing like that. Whatever it is, when you allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you and you're anointed with the Holy Spirit, He gives you supernatural ability to capable to accomplish those things that you cannot accomplish in your own strength. Come on, I don't know about you. I need the Holy Spirit. Come on, and enable me to minister with power, church. I, I don't want to just stand in my own ability or my own strength. I need the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I need the Holy Spirit. Now, the first mention of the anointing in the Bible is in the story of Jacob. Remember who Jacob is? Amen. Jacob is Abraham's grandson. Jacob is a con artist. Come on, he's, he, he, he lied to his father Isaac, amen, who was blind and who was dying. He also betrayed his brother Esau, not once but twice, hallelujah. Come on, once over a bowl of beans, right, for his birthright. And then he tricked his father Isaac to pray the blessings over his life that should have went over his older brother Isaac's life. And so we see that he's a con artist, amen. Uh, come on, here he is, amen. Uh, see, his word, uh, his name Jacob means worm. It means conniver. It means crafty deceiver. And Jacob did a pretty good job at it. But one night he ran up against the angel of the Lord. And what happened that night is that they wrestled. But Jacob would not let go of the angel of the Lord until he what? Blessed him. Amen. In Genesis 32, 28, it says this. And he said, amen. This is the angel speaking to Jacob. Amen. Your, your name no longer shall be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. The Lord allowed Jacob to prevail. But before the angel of the Lord did that, before he released him, before he blessed him, what did he do? He dislocated his hip. Now, having a thank you. Having a go ahead. <laughs> a dislocated hip. <laughs> I need the Holy Spirit right now. Hallelujah. Having a dislocated hip, church, is, is pretty painful. Amen. So throughout the rest of his life, Jacob limped to be a constant reminder to depend on his, not on his own strength, but to rely on God totally. How many know that we need to rely on Jesus? Come on, how many know that in our own strength will fail? 
in our own strength, we'll, 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 we'll fall short of God's glory. I mean, we need the Holy Spirit. We need to depend on His strength. That night when Jacob was alone in the dark, amen, he wrestled with God, amen, and God blessed his life, amen, despite of his track record. Despite of jiving and conniving and his deceitful ways, amen, God opened up the heaven and poured favor upon Jacob's life. And this should discourage, uh, not should, uh, this should encourage us today, church, uh, because some of us were like Jacob. Some of you guys were liars. Don't raise your hand, amen. Thieves, connivers, amen. Uh, whatever it is, uh, we were those, amen. And God opened up the heavens for us and blessed us despite of us. Come on, I don't know about you, but I don't deserve his blessings. But he blessed me despite of me. Come on, he blessed our lives. Are, are you blessed today? Come on, if anyone's blessed, give the Lord some praise. Come on, we're blessed people. And he blesses us, amen. And from that point on, Jacob knew his well-being was dependent on God's power, God's guidance, God's blessings. Not of our own, not of his own, amen. He even gave him a brand new name, Israel. See, God has changed our names as well. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, you were once a loser. Can't hold it together. Come on, uh, you know, all this stuff was named or labeled in our lives, and God comes into our lives, and he changes our names. Come on, he makes you victorious, amen. He changes you and calls you son, and he calls you daughter, and he calls you overcomer, and he calls you all these things that you can overpower the, the things of the, of the devil, amen, because there's victory in your life. He has changed us to be victorious. Now, if we go back to Genesis 28, Verse 18 through 19, it says, Now Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put uh, at his head and set it as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city had been loose uh, previously, or loose. It recorded here, right here, is where we see that Jacob sets up a stone as a pillar and pours oil on it. This is the first account or mentioning, listen, of anointing. Jacob anointed that stone, amen, and he called it Bethel, which means house of God. Amen. Now, listen, when God anoints a place, everything, somebody say everything, everything changes about it. It changes, amen. When you anoint a place or anoint anything, it changes everything about it, amen. Come on, now. listen, Jacob throughout his lifetime would revisit Bethel, amen, and it would be a great time of intimacy with God. When Moses gave the instructions of the tabernacle, he made sure the importance of anointing each object that was placed in the tabernacle, a tabernacle, each place, each piece that was going inside of there had to be anointed. You see, after they anointed this man-made structure, it became a place that God can inhabit. The lamp was no longer a lamp. Come on, the tent was no longer just a piece of fabric. Every part of the tabernacle was set apart for God's plans and God's purposes. It became a place that God's presence, listen, would dwell in. Each time my wife and I have always moved into a place, we anointed the house. Come on. My wife and I would anoint that place. We would declare it a place to be God's house. Amen. We wanted to declare his presence in our new home. Amen. That's what we did when we moved into this building. Amen. Our leadership came in here and we anointed this place with his presence. Amen. Come on. Why? Because we wanted to make it a, a house of Bethel. We wanted to make a house of God here at PCLV. Listen, every place that God anoints changes. Changes. You got a bad attitude? Anoint yourself. Changes. Come on, come on. You, you, you got some things going on in your life? Anoint yourself. Changes. You're weak in your flesh? Anoint yourself. Changes. Amen. You're sick in your body? Anoint yourself. Changes. Come on, church. Everything that God anoints changes. This is very important to do whenever you move into your new house. Hopefully you already did that in your new house. Amen. You move in there because you don't know what's been there before. 
Come on, it looks nice. They put some fresh paint. But man, they were doing some things in there. Come on, they can be doing witchcraft. They can be doing all kinds of stuff. Things can be just laying there waiting for the new tenant. Well, here they come. They bought a new house. And you're wondering what's going on. You're wondering why you're going through all this chaos and why you're going through all this frustration or why you're having bad dreams. You've got to anoint the house. When you anoint, things change. You've got to anoint it and you've got to declare it. This is a house of Bethel. This is the house of the Lord. Come on, church. Listen, God anoints places, but most importantly, he anoints people. And because the Holy Spirit dwells in you, somebody say, in me, you're anointed to anoint. Is that heavy ready for you? You're anointed to anoint. If the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, folks, let me tell you, you are anointed to anoint. You don't need to call pastor, amen, for $99.95. I'll go bless your house, hallelujah. No, you're anointed to anoint your house. Now, I'm not saying you can't call me, amen, or get a group of people to help you anoint your house, but, but you, say me, you have the anointing. It's inside of you. You have the power to anoint things. You have the power to pray over yourself. You have the power to cast out demons. Bring your children. Get out! You don't know what the children bring home from school. Oh, you think things are going crazy, and all of a sudden things are going good, and all of a sudden things are changing? Pray over your kids. There's things out there that they bring home. They're not aware of it. But you do. You can see that. There's a shift, boom, anoint. Remember one time, man, we were, there was just stuff going on in our house back in California, remember? And my, my son was in a dark stage in his life, and he was bringing stuff that we didn't even know. So we finally prayed and we asked God show us what's in what's going on in here and he showed us we went in his room and we found things started throwing things out he didn't even notice when he came home that's how good the anointing is we opened the windows right we played worship music and we went shopping <laughs> and we allowed the worship music just to play in the house while we were gone and the windows were open and things were just flying out demons were just flying out that's what I that's how I seen it we came home Different. One moment to the next. Next. Anointed. One moment we told him, blind his eyes, that he don't come in and say, you're in my room. Never had that. Anointing. So you got, you got to take authority. Take authority. Take authority. I, like I read that, 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 that little thing uh, that I just read. Don't negotiate. Take authority in it. We're not going to negotiate. No, no, no. This is a house of Bethel. This is a house of God. Come on, we do not allow those things in this house. We do not compromise. We don't negotiate. Hey, can I bring some beer in my house? No. It's the house of God. We, we got we to gotta bring the anointing back. We have to cover our homes. You give them an inch, he'll take a foot. Don't give them any, any any room in your house, church. Is that convicting some people? Because it's convicting me. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's take that. See, my, my, my favorite story of the anointings in the Old Testament. This is a scene where we have a young kid by the name of David who is being anointed by an aged prophet by the name of Samuel. Now, Samuel is deeply grieved at King Saul's disobedience to God, amen, the present king, amen. And God told Samuel, stop your weeping, stop your crying, amen, because I found a man after my own heart. Come on, Samuel was warned. Samuel was told what to do, amen, yet he was disobedient to God's word, amen. And so things were falling apart in the kingdom. He says, you know what, we got to get another king, amen. And he's seen this little shepherd boy. This young shepherd boy who was dancing and singing love songs while tending his father's sheep. This young boy caught God's attention. Come on, it captured, he captured God's heart, amen. And God declared David to be the next king of Israel. 
So Samuel traveled to David's house, amen, and he spoke to his father, Jesse, amen, to inform him that God has picked one of his sons to be the next king. We know the story. Jesse brings out and introduces all his kids, all his sons, but he never, never thought, never considered it would be David, the run of the litter. El, el mocoso, amen. The one out in the fields. You don't, don't you have anyone else? Oh, we got, a, we got the little one out there. Bring him in. That was the new king. Church, the good news is this, that God anoints people that you and I would never select. Come on, he picked you and I. He chose you and I. He has anointed you and, and I, amen, to be the next. Come on, the next one to reach out and reach and save people's lives. God's anointing brings God's blessing. God's anointing brings God's blessings. Now, the picture of the anointing that we find in the Old Testament is a bit different now in the New Testament. Before Jesus started his ministry, God anointed, uh, come on, the priests and the prophets and the kings, amen. The anointing symbolized them being set apart for God's specific assignments, amen. But the anointing back then would come and the anointing would go. But in the New Testament, we discover the oil of God's anointing is in the person of the Holy Spirit. It's poured out in every believer, listen, who decides to follow Christ. In Acts chapter 2, 17 through 18, it says this, In the last days, God will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And every, even upon my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. You see, the nature of God's anointing has changed. Amen. The Bible tells that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power to heal the sick and set the captive free. In Acts chapter 10, 38, it says this, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And Jesus went around doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Amen. Come on, the anointing has changed. It lies within us. If you're a believer, a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ, that anointing, that power, listen, lies within you. The excuse that I can't, you cannot use if the anointing is inside of you. It's the truth. It's the truth. Listen, when people sin, let me tell you something. When people sin, it's just showing that they like themselves more than they like the Savior. You like your life more than you like the Savior. Come on, we, we got to understand that we can do all things. Doesn't the Bible say all things or some things? No, it's all things. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, amen. If you are a believer, come on, we are never weakened, amen. We go through troubles, we go through seasons, but the Holy Spirit's power that's within this church helps us to get through. You can throw away I can't to I will and I can, amen, through the power, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Put God back in your heart and upon your throne, not yourself. Come on. There's so much in front of us, church, than behind us. God has so much blessing right there in front of you, right in your reach. But it's selfish us that gets in the way. We need some help. Because that flesh, your flesh, somebody say your flesh, my flesh. Oh, you know your flesh, right? Come on. You know that, man, if I don't, I don't get this person in submission, this person can cause some damage. This person can cause some hurt, amen. This person can blow it, amen. This person can do things that they shouldn't be doing it, amen. Come on, if we allow that flesh to rise up, amen, and not the Holy Spirit, man, inside of us, amen, then we are going to lose those battles. 
That's why it's so important to crucify. That's so important to pray. That's why it's so important to be read up in your word, amen, because there's those things that will help you and sustain you. And it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will empower you, bless you, and protect you. Come on. He's there. He's your friend, amen. And we don't tap into it. Popeye had his spinach. We have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Come on. Open up that can and whip some devil butt. Hallelujah. And tell those demons, get out of my house. Amen. This is a house of Bethel. Amen. This is a house of God. Take back your authority. Why are we giving them stuff? You guys are giving them stuff and he's not even asking for it. You're like, hey, you can have that. You can have this. Okay. All right. That's easy. Hallelujah. We give him stuff, and he takes a little stuff. And this is this is nothing. You say, "I'll take that. I'll take that." But more importantly, I want you. I want your soul. I want you to worship me. Come on, I want you to worship me, and I'll put everything back together in your life. I'll give you anything you want, girl. I'll give you anything you want, dude. Come on, just give your life to me, and I'll give you everything. Can you tell that to Jesus? Come on, worship me, and I'll give you all. All the kingdoms of the world. And get thee behind me, Satan. Well, the Bible says to worship him and him alone. Come on. Got to deny self, church. You can do that through the Holy Spirit. Come on, don't, don't, don't. God's done too much in my life to say that's it. To blow it, to, to just give into it. No, no, no. I'm going to stand. I'm going to own and I'm going to declare, and I'm going to anoint myself, and I'm going to stand that this house, this house, this house is the house of Bethel. This house is the house of the Lord. This house, this house, your house, this is the holy temple. This house is the house of Bethel. How can I damage it? How can I pollute it with stuff from the world inside my body? No, this is the house of God. Give him an inch. He'll come in. He'll take over, church. See, when the oil is penetrated, when oil is penetrated, it brings freshness. Remember, I said the word, one of the words for the anointing from the Greek is chiro, where we get the word chiropractor. Amen. If you're going to know what that means, amen, which means to smear upon or to rub into something, it sets things into place. Are you following me, church? Uh, Shiro is what happened when the spirit realm, come on, when the spirit realm of God anoints us, amen, the Holy Spirit starts to work his way inside every part of our body, amen, every part of our lives that we yield ourselves to, amen. He penetrates deep within our minds, in our hearts, amen, and he brings us to the unfamiliar. He brings us to the new. Come on, he rubs out all that mindset, all that the world puts on you, all those things that are aching in your body, amen. He smears it, and he penetrates with the oil, amen, and he puts everything the way it's supposed to be placed down. Clack, clack, clack. Clack. Just like that. For some of you guys need a clack. That's what you need. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Let's be real, amen. We, need, we just need a slap in the face. Get out of it. Snap out of it. God has so much more for you. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. It's the truth. Right. I'm here to preach the truth, amen. I'm not here to lie to you. It's okay. God understands. No, no, no. You're going to go to hell. You keep on practicing that. The devil's going to win you. The devil's going to take you out. Come on, don't give him an inch, amen. He'll take, the whole, he'll take your whole house. It's a new house, man. Did you work hard for that house? Yeah, come on, don't give him a house. <laughs> come on. Get rowdy with the devil, amen. Come on, kick him out, amen. This, this is a house of Bethel, amen. In this house, we shall serve the Lord. Me and my house will serve the Lord. Get out, devil. Come on, don't throw the spouse out, amen. That's not the devil, amen. Come on, tell that spirit, get out. I'm for, you know, that's, get out. I know who you are. Come on, you, you ain't, get out. You can, you can sense evil, church. You can sense things out of place. That's what the, that's what gives you the alert. The Holy Spirit goes, Bing! there's something wrong here. Hmm. You can smell sin. 
Come on. Let's get down to it. You can smell sin. Smells, smells what? Get out. <laughs> get out. Devil, get out. I can tell you right now. No sin. No sin smells good. It says it's good in a season. It's good in that feeling. But that feeling goes away because, come on, it's just a feeling. Feelings come and go. That moment comes and go. But the spirit is what sustains you. When that feeling is not there no more, when you feel like you want to give up, that, that spirit inside you says, keep on going, girl. Keep on going, guy. You got to keep on right there. There's greater things. Don't forfeit the blessing. Don't, don't lose out what God has in store for you. Keep going forward. Keep declaring your house as a house of Bethel. Keep declaring as God's house in your house. Amen. Keep holding on to the promises. They're about to get released. Amen. Don't let go. Amen. Go forward. Can somebody say amen? Come on. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit drive you there. Come on, get out of the steering. Get out from the driver's seat. Get on the passenger seat. Holy Spirit, take over. I, I, I don't know where I'm going. I, I don't know how to drive through this. You drive through there. He'll take you. He'll take the wheel. Right? Jesus, take the wheel. Take it. So many of you guys are so controlled. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, I got it. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. No, you don't. You end up in that dead end. Well, how did I get here? You know how you got there. You took over. And when you tell the Holy Spirit, get away, he simply just gets out and says, okay, I'll be over here when you need me. All right? I'll, I'll be here. He doesn't, he doesn't write you off, but he waits for you. When you get over where you're going and what you, where you end up at, you, I'll be here for you. The enemy, he'll never be there for you. He'll take you there, but then he'll leave you there. And say, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Try to get back home now. Try to put your life back together. <laughs> I'm after the next. Pay the piper. Come on. You sin, you lose. You reap, you sow. Whatever you, whatever you reap into, you're going to sow. Come on, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be next week, but it, it, payday is coming. Come on, the bill collector's coming. <laughs> come on, come on, it's time to pay up. <laughs> it's time to pay up. And we got to, we, we, you got to, got to choose a side. Got to choose a side, church. Come on, are you there on God's side? Or are you on the devil's side? You're upon blessing or cursing? And some of you guys have this, this imagination, well, I'm just going to play the fence. I'm just going to hang on the fence. Not on either side. But then the enemy's going to come to you. And it says, come on. You're mine. What do you mean I'm mine? I'm not yours. I'm in the middle. Playing the fence. And he laughs. He goes, the fence belongs to me. I'm the owner of the fence. That fence is mine. So for those that think they want to be lukewarm, what the Bible said, lukewarmness won't get you in. It'll spit you out. The fence belongs to the enemy. you got to make a choice, church. I'm going to stand on this side in God's blessings. Come on, somebody. I'm going to stand on this side over here, amen, and call my house a house of Bethel, a house that belongs to the Lord. you got to choose your side, playing the fence. You are fooled. The fence belongs to the devil. Amen. Tell you never get off the fence. <laughs> oh, man. Blasted. <laughs> My wife pulls me off the fence. <laughs> get over here. 
Come on, let's pull, let's pull each other off the fence. See someone struggling? Pull them out with your prayers. Pull them out with your love. Pull them on the other side. Come on, you belong on this side. We love you. We appreciate you. Come on, get on this side. Come on, the devil don't want nothing. Come on, get on this side, girl. Get on this side, guy. We love you. The devil's a liar. And so is his boyfriend. God literally rubs the oil of his presence into the core. Listen, guys, of who you really are, leaving behind the essence of his nature. When God anoints you, he anoints you. And you smell like God. You smell like blessings. You smell, man, like a good news. Hallelujah. You smell like, man, a new person. Oh, that's a Christian right there. That's the essence. You can feel those that are saved. You can feel those that are anointed. You can feel God's presence and God's power through the anointing. The Bible says in 1 John 2.27, As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. What you do with the church is up to you. Come on, you can either flow with it or not. But God's anointing remains. The Holy Spirit Remains. It's not going nowhere. Come on. Before the anointing came, it came and gone. The anoint, this anointing stays, church. If you don't want it, I'll just go pour it over here. I'll go pour it to someone. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit. I can tell you right now, the spirit is being poured out right now in 2022. Come on. He's preparing his people. Why do you think the enemy's working so hard? Because he knows that your time, time is short. And he wants to get you on this side of the fence. Or get you on the fence to keep you. And if he can just pull you enough to stay on this side before that trumpet blows, then you'll be left behind. We can't forget Jesus is coming back, church. Come on, we think we got all this life and woo, yeah, got time, yeah. We can't live like that. We got to live that, man, tomorrow could be the day. That's how we should be living in our minds. I, I got I to be right today. I got to crucify this flesh today. I can't give in to myself today. I got to love the master better than I love myself today, man. I'm choosing this side of the fence, and I'm going to stay here. Even though things lower me over there, I'm going to stay here. And I do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. He anoints me with the power to maintain my blessings your blessings on this side of the fence, because once you play the fence and go on the other side, you lose it. You ever lost it? You ever did something and then just blow it and say, man, I lost it. Come on. I mean, you may still be saved, but something's missing. Something's missing. The anointing's not the same. What's going on here? Because you dabble with something that you're not supposed to dabble with. And you lose it. God loves you. He saves you, but something's lost. You're going to have to regain that again. You're going to have to build that up again. You're going to have to get that anointing flowing again. It takes work, church. You wonder, you're going, you're doing things of God. And also, it's not, the, it's not the same. I feel weird. We're just shaking our heads. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong? Nothing. You know, you, you can see, you can, you can feel the effects. We may not see it physically, but spiritually, that's how we are. We allow the, those ticks of the world and the devil speaking to us and whispering in our ear, and he gets in our heads. And when he gets in your heads, he got you. He got you. And you got the other side that God's trying to speak on the other side of the ear. And he's, and, 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 but once you get a lot of him in, it's just hard to push him out. And we kind of make a decision, and we kind of go forward, but we already damaged ourselves. We already damaged the, the goods because now it takes work of the Holy, Holy Spirit to once again work into the places that got damaged. That's a clean house. Come on. It doesn't just go away like that. That's right. come on. It's, it's, it, we allowed it to come in. It comes in easy. But to get it out, it, it takes some time. It, it, once it goes in, it, it just... It just it, 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 contaminates everything. It just spreads like cancer. Just, it's like, whoa, whoa. 
Now you got to work. And, and the Holy Spirit can work at it. If you allow him, you, 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 you yield himself, you put yourself and you go into a place of, 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 of repentance and you repent unto the Lord. Just like David. David was a man of repentance, amen. But, but his kingdom wasn't established like the next day. No, he had to regain it. Here's a shepherd boy that loved the Lord. And showing that he can make mistakes when we allow the ticks of the world to speak into us. The Lord... Loved the Lord so much, he repented, got right, sang, wrote songs, created me a clean heart, O oh God. Take not thy Holy Spirit away from me. David wrote that because he knew there was power in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what cleanses us. The oil of the Holy Spirit penetrates and starts to clean every nook and area in our lives. And all of a sudden you start to flow again. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I got it back. But now you got to protect it. Got to guard it. I ain't going to let my guard down. I got to keep my prayer up. I got to keep crucifying this flesh. I got to keep doing what I need to do. Come on, somebody say amen. See, the word for anointing that is used in 1 John is the same word that's referred to Christ's anointing as chiro. The same God who anointed Christ in the power of the Spirit, listen, anoints you. The same spirit that rose Christ in the dead dwells inside of you. That same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It's in us, church. We have power. Tell yourself, I got power. Go like this. I got power. Claim it. I got power. Tell I got power. Get thee behind me, Satan. You have power to tell the devil, get out. Get out. The, the tricks are the same, church. Do you notice we fall for the same tricks? They're not new. He just knows you. <laughs> he doesn't throw anything. Whoa, that's new. <laughs> no, it's, it's the same. Oh, man, I did it. You even said that? I did it again. I messed up. It's the same thing. That's why you got to get rooted. That's why you got to identify the roots, amen, of your, of your failure. God wants to take you deep inside of him to remove those very roots that are inside of you that you can grow up inside of him. Identify the roots. That's a message for someone to put together. Identify the roots. See, God's anointing is not a feeling, church. I think sometimes people equate God's anointing with feeling. They're seeking, uh, they're, they're seeking a, a, a feeling rather than the Savior. Come on. You see, serving God, church, listen, is not a feeling. Come on, because sometimes I can tell, if I can be true, I don't feel like coming to church. I don't feel like preaching to you guys. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, but I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, my Savior. And so I'm not moving by feeling. I'm moving by the Spirit. You see, some people become revival junkies. Come on. They're not faithful to the church. They're not faithful in their walk, but they come for a feeling. Hook me up, pastor. I want a feeling. But I don't want to be faithful. I don't want to serve. I just want a feeling. I just want a word that everybody can hear. They want a feeling, church. And you feel good for that one moment. And then Monday wakes up and you're that same person. And the feeling's gone. Because you don't have a relationship. Come on. It's sad. Because the Bible tells us that God's anointing remains inside of us. We've all experienced this in seasons where we don't feel God's presence. But that doesn't mean... That the Spirit left us. Right. Amen. It means that God is provoking us to go deeper in Him. Go. Come on. Get deeper. Move past your feelings and get, get more rooted in Christ. It's like a tree that's in a desert. It can be dirt all around it. It may look dry. It may look barren. Amen. But its roots of that tree 
go deep. They keep on going deeper. Why? They go looking for water. Living water. See, we, get, we go through a dry season and we want to quit. God said, no, no, this dry season that you're in, I want you to go deeper. Because you're going to hit some water. And when you hit that water, you're just going to blow up. Leaves everywhere. Well, they didn't hear on Facebook. And now, listen, now you can be a covering for somebody. Now you're bringing some shade over the over the, the hot seasons of their life. And say, you know what? Come over here, sis. I'll, I'll pray for you. Come over here, brother. I'll, I'll pray for you. Now we can help others. Are you following me, church? I'm going to close today. God wants us to root ourselves deeper. To find fresh springs of living water. To go deeper in intimacy with him. To move towards God, not away from God. To choose what side of the fence you're going to be on. Come on. Get off the fence and jump on this side. If you're on that side, jump over the fence and get on this side. Get on this side. God's coming to a point you've got to choose. You're going through a season. There's a dryness, and I'm not here to take you out. I'm not here. The enemy will use it. To discourage you. The enemy will use you to take it out. But I'm using it to you can deepen yourself in me. For I can make you better. Go deeper, church. Come on. The more we experience the effects of his life-giving spirit, of his anointing, come on, the more we'll start to go deeper. God wants to give us a fresh, fresh, fresh anointing. An anointing that will bless you, protect you, 